Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Louisville sucks. Sure do. Somebody had to say it. We're all going to say it. I have my O's down right now for those of you who cannot no, see me. That is classic. I know it's a podcast. That is classic. I have both L's down. I'm, I'm pumping them. Oh. Would wait. you call this a pump? My L's are down too. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be honest? I don't like the L's down. I don't like the oh, L's come up. On. All right. I just think Get it's out of like, here. Oh, okay, okay. Like, what in the world? So, Chuck, I was I team. Hate it. I actually hate it. Oh, I oh, was no. team L's down you have is players. weak until Louisville fans got so mad about it this weekend. And I'm like, L's down is the greatest thing in the history of American football. You have players that have not played a snap. They aren't even dressing for this game. And they're running out of the tunnel, <laughs> like, first with, like, their, all their L's down. Going, you know what? You just want for, like, a picture or something? They can do it because Louisville sucks so bad that it's perfectly okay. I've never played one second of football, and I have not stopped putting my L's down since Saturday. And it's perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable because the Kentucky football Wildcats absolutely smashed Beat the that Louisville ass. Cardinals. Yeah, who was more right on our project predictions? I don't. Nobody had that. Drew was, I think, the close, the most right, but he didn't give like he gave Louisville's defense too much credit yeah. and said that I had thirty-five-seven. I yeah. thought they'd keep him under forty. Yeah, he was ten points too short, but I think we all knew that Kentucky was going to be able to put up points. I thought Louisville was was good for a couple more big plays, um, but they weren't. They nope. stink. I mean, they got a gift uh, at the end of the half yep. where uh, Stoops tried to go for it, which I don't have a problem with it. I just think if you're going to do it, your defense has to get a stop. I was fine with going for it on fourth and one because that's exactly what I cried about in the Tennessee game yes. when they yes. punted. Yes. But uh, Louisville got some free points there. Other than that, Kentucky just dominated. Absolutely smashed them into oblivion. And when you beat a team by 46 – in one year, you think, okay, well, you know what? That was a two-win team. Maybe it'll be closer the next year. Especially that team's a seven-win team. They're pretty good, right? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> they're not good. They lost about 32. So, technically, but they're, they're 13 points better than they were a year ago. Good job, Louisville. You're slightly is, better than your two-win team. This is the same team that three weeks ago thought they were going to go to the ACC championship. <laughs> so what does that say about the ACC as a conference? Okay. The ACC, is that the worst power? F I mean, we used to, we made fun of the Pac-12. This year, the ACC minus Clemson is definitely worse than the Pac-12. And even when Pac-12 was garbage, the ACC is horrendous. I think Drew – no, I'm not. I'm not calling you out. I think you're the size of some of their defensive linemen. Well, what are you saying about me? I'm, I, that is not. No, I'm, it, they, 
They had like 220 Part of my prediction guys out was there. I just know how bad the ACC is and that Louisville's defense hadn't been that great. But I didn't expect that bad. I mean, just in the in the trenches, uh, and they're getting physical and banging. It it wasn't even a fair fight whatsoever. The funny part was, too, Chuck, is I would look up and I'd be like, "Man, they have everybody within ten yards of the line of scrimmage." And you know what would happen? We get ten <laughs> yards of yeah. the line of scrimmage, and nobody was there. Yeah. Bowden Bowden has never had breakaway speed at Kentucky, like. I think the closest thing he had to, like, long touchdown was that screen pass at Vandy that you recovered. Like, he, he, he's had a couple long plays, but he got caught a lot. He got yep. caught in that Vandy game two years ago yep. uh, from behind that kick return. He's all side to side in, like, just making people miss. And Being elusive. Big games. But he, was, he had a 60-yard touchdown, a 46-yard <laughs> touchdown, a 32-yard touchdown, because Louisville's defensive coordinator – uh, whoever you are that probably won't have a job in a few years because that was a terrible game plan. Isn't it like yeah. r- he came with Satterfield from He did, Brian Brown. Brian Brown, there you go. I, I don't know. I don't claim to be a defensive coordinator. In fact, in Madden, I hit Ask Madden on defense because it just knows better than me. That's fair enough. But yeah. I was watching that game like, why do they keep bringing their safeties all the way up just for them to get beat? And then there's no one back to, to stop Kentucky it, once they to get to that second level. I admire <laughs> the we're just going to blitz and go for home. Like, we're but risking it all. <laughs> yeah, like it, it actually kind of worked for a little bit in the second quarter. There was a couple times. Like, you had the three and out after uh, the Jordan Griffin interception. Yep. Or no, no, you had the, it, and then you had uh, the three and out after that fake we punt. For, didn't, didn't we go for the fourth there, and one on Jordan Griffin? Was that the same drive we went for it? That was we punted. And, and really, that's I think the most disappointing part of the weekend was that Max Duffy had to get off the bench. Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy had another one of those punts where he kicked it and everyone was going, oh, my God, 20 yard, and then it just rolls on the opposite <laughs> side of the field all the way. That could have been down at the one, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we touched it a little early. How about That's their fine. guy? playing it safe. Their gunner decided he was going to kick the ball <laughs> on accident on one of their first punts. <laughs> He's trying to kick a field goal. The, punt. Uh, What's punt mean? The uh, Louisville? It was also funny, too, to see that Louisville had to motion back a return man because they didn't want Duffy just punting away from him. Like, the stuff that punt return teams have to do because he can just spray the ball anywhere. Really hilarious. I got to – how about something funny Louisville did? If you're going to run no, – no, fake Wait, we got to stop. This is a segment. This, this is a segment. We got to make it a segment. This will okay. be like a 30-minute segment. What did you too. just name it? You have the floor. Something dumb that Louisville did. Something yes. funny. Something, something funny. Because, yeah, we gotta, I'm going to add in some laugh tracks here. I'm going to spray those in because okay. there's yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> so, my something funny that Louisville did, sponsored by – uh, sponsored by Louisville Tears. Fill yes. yourself a glass and drink one down while you listen. How about lining up on, what was it, fourth and four, fourth and three at a possible fake opportunity, and you line up in a formation that you definitely haven't lined up in all year. Then you send a guy in motion, and then you run a fake punt behind the line of scrimmage by about 12 <laughs> yards. <laughs> I mean, how more possible could you be? Yeah, and, and – so apparently, too, that I didn't notice this right away, but the guy who was snapping the ball was basically lined up as a right tackle. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had nobody over there, and that was the side they ran the fake to. I know. It, uh, it, it, what? You, what? You, you know in Wedding Crashers when Will Ferrell's in the robe and he's like, idiots. That's exactly <laughs> how I felt watching that play. Kind of slaps his knee a little oh bit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> like, it's like. 
hey, we're definitely running a fake. That's that's what Scott Pretty much. <laughs> I thought they were excited about Scott's tots. I, I didn't see anything that made me afraid of Scott and his tots. Okay, to be fair. I know he's got a rebuild. Javion Hawkins is going to be really annoying. Yeah, he can't take credit for him. That dude's just good. Yeah, he's, he's the real deal. He's, he's very good. Like, he, there was a couple plays early on where Cash thought like, oh, he's a little guy. He'll go down if I hit him high. If I just lower my shoulder, nope, you got to wrap yeah. him up. No arm tackle on that dude. And then uh, Tutu, he's good too. Yeah, they they have only, two players. He had Tutu Atwell had, let me count real quick. One, they two, got another good player. Tutu yeah. Atwell had four touches. How does your best player only have four well, touches? Well, that's because Mark Stoops is exactly like Bill Belichick. And what he does is he looks at your team, he finds your best player, and that dude's eliminated. Everyone else has to beat me. See you later. The first and only time I will compa- compare Stoops to Belichick, but I'm going to say that's what he did. I mean, that was <laughs> that was pretty. The, the fourth down where they scored the touchdown. He, he was, they just ran four verts. He threw it up, and I think Cunningham was actually throwing it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah that was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a Fitzpatrick, yeah. and uh, Tutu just ran over. I, I mean, kind of nice little over shoulder grab too. Yeah. I mean, it was a good, it was a good grab. Yeah, it was, it was a good, good catch. I guess a good play call. I don't know. I'm kind of sitting there going, if you take that play away, which shouldn't have happened because it's fourth and ten, and yeah. you give a touchdown. It's four averts, Kentucky blitz, and Corker and ends up on him. I mean, a lot of times Corker wins that fight too. You know, I mean, he's been pretty good. I guess he thought that maybe they were just going for the first down, so you know, kind of all right. After ten yards, he's going to stop, and both of them didn't. Right. You, that play is gone, and you give up, or you don't give up the Hawkins, you know, 60-yarder. They really didn't do anything on offense or defense all day long. Yeah, the – They um, watched Lynn Bowden run around a that, lot. Well, they did do so that. They were good at that. Those two plays that you talked about right there, if you, t- if you took those plays out, I mean, obviously you can't because they happened, but if you took those plays out, mm-hmm. Louisville – would have had 206, roughly 260 total yards in the entire game and zero points. That's, that's my uh, Louisville math there. Um, <laughs> so it's not the most sound stuff. But M- Mikhail Cunningham, 33 of his 78 yards were on one pass. He only had 78 yards. You not- don't throw on UK's secondary. Here's something funny that Louisville did. <laughs> they thought they were going to win the game. <laughs> yeah, they really did. I thought, it, I thought they were kidding at first. Then I'm like, right before kickoff, I was like, wow, these, these people really think they're in this. Oh, you know what else was really funny, too? When every Louisville fan was in my mentions calling me fake news, and then the sheriff said that, oh, actually he was right. 20 people were sick. No, he said this report was not inaccurate. So it, Why didn't he just call it accurate? Not inaccurate. And really, it, Louisville probably still would have lost, but the margin wouldn't have been so bad uh, if they didn't eat bad turkey. So, so pretty much before uh, the game, they were already making excuses for Well, no, they, I was wrong until they lost, and then they, yeah. they had their excuse. People oh, mocked yeah, Nick's yeah, pregame yeah. report. So you're welcome for the excuse, L1. And C4. to the people who still think you were wrong, I didn't add to your report, but at kickoff, I had someone tell me, who was a separate source of yours, who yes. knows the inner workings of Louisville very well, they're like, Roush is right. That whole team has the, I forgot what they call stomach bug, whatever they said. Yeah. So I can confirm your report, even though it didn't, we, we still saw their quarterbacks. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered. They could have been matter. on steroids and they still would have got their shit kicked. They were an abomination to football. And I, I think that my favorite part of the post game that like people kind of glaze over is that Stoops is like, 
hey, you look at that team, you got to give it to Satterfield for just getting the seven wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that what he said. Like, yeah. What a freaking like backhanded compliment. Oh, man. I love Is every it my single turn second. For how, how funny? Wait, what's the title of this segment again? Uh, something dumb, lo- funny, Louisville Something did? funny, Louisville did, yes. Okay. Scott and his tots gave me, well, gave all of us a gift after the game by crying about the L's up. <laughs> Why would he do that? He has to know what L's down means. On yes. the field. So, didn't Stoops say that he was trying to point out someone that did it? That like, was like the soft. He man, you players put your L down, you my players your friend did. And then Stoops was like, yeah, he tried to point out who did it, and I don't care who did it. There's yeah. worse things that happen. I don't know if you heard um, – I think I left a few minutes before you the stadium. I turned on the uh, KSR postgame show on my way out, and Stoops was talking about it right as I got on my car, in the car, and he was basically like, yeah, L's down, whatever. It's a rivalry. I got more important things to worry <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> but Scott's like, yeah, you could He was trying to tattle on him. He yeah. was trying to tattle on him. Like, you just got whooped, and you're like, Mark, um, number 56 and number uh, 91, and I believe number 90, it looks as if they put their L down, and it really offended us. Well, and the thing was, too, is like, you would have been more hard-pressed to find somebody who didn't do the L's down. Like, Yeah, list the players who didn't. I mean, even – J.J. Weaver even did it with his extra pinky hanging off. I saw pretty, that in the picture. It's pretty Is awesome. Is that still considered an L? What do we call that? I don't know. It's I liked it. I liked everything about it. Caps lock L. All right, there I, you go. Okay, so who did it better? J.J. Weaver L's down or Brett Slusher, Schlegel, and Co. in the hot tub – with their full equipment on. I have a smoking question. Smoking cigars with their L's down. Were they wearing cleats? We need to know this. <laughs> Were socks and cleats involved? Probably. I'm I'll tell you what. Just jumped in. I'll tell you what. I would much rather them be wearing their full pads that they play the game in than some players when I was on the team that would just get in that thing buck naked. Call them out. Let's hear some names. No, I won't. <laughs> I won't <laughs> call it out. Let's go again buck naked in the I mean, hot tub. Just I got butt on. naked in the hot tub after the game. You're in just a football some random hotel room. in there, a circle. There's, there's <laughs> definitely a line that is not crossed, and that's going buck naked into a hot tub. That oh, is, I think I think you got to go ball, balls out in the hot tub after yeah, you beat like Well, literally balls it's, out, it's I guess. That's what I mean. It's a party. Let those things float. Oh, man. Uh, just in the, the Governor's Cup pictures, who uh, so of all the forms, JJ Weavers obviously was awesome. I was actually just disappointed that he was like a hair away from a pick six. Yeah, that was nice on his birthday. Kentucky, that would have been. Would that have been a fifty burger? That would have been for a fifty burger. A f- getting a pick six on your birthday against the school that said <laughs> their staff was phoning out rumors that you're going to transfer, and he almost pick sixed it to put up a fifty burger on his birthday. That would have been. All while incredible. still keeping his redshirt year. Oh. We have four more years. Everyone. And instead, we got a day-day strip sack, which the only thing I didn't like about it is that the game was over, so we couldn't see him oh, dance. No. I, he would have had a good dance. Oh, oh. man. That would have been an incredible I'm dance. I'm drawing dancing. a blank. Someone else got a sack. A new uh, name. Quentin Mahone. Quay Mahone. Quay Mahone. big. Yeah. He, he put on some LVs. That dude's a baller. Okay, if you're going to set it up for me, I'll take it. Speaking of big, Bully McCall was awesome. He As was. always, there's a great screenshot by uh, Derek Terry of oh, 24-7. Oh, that's, that's going to be a KSR <laughs> post. I, had, I, had, I was still hitting the reset button today, but good Lord. He has the whole line is just blocking him. <laughs> and oh, it yeah. looks like four they're struggling. People, <laughs> yeah, four people just on him. He has God, separation. I, I know BBN's catching up, and he's a fan favorite now. I want it back to the days where Bully was mine. I have my room with Bully posters everywhere. 
Bully action figures, Marquand McCall jerseys. I love everything about this guy. He was awesome in the rivalry on Saturday. Not just how he played, but he was doing the L's and his usual dancing and having his belly out. Just fun all around for everybody. Oh, man. Just so much fun. Uh, Before we move on, I think we need to address two big announcements. Oh. We skipped over a reason that we're a three-man team for the second week in a row. That's true. True. As I am wearing my Dallas Cowboys hoodie, Austin McGinnis is in Dallas where he worked out for the Cowboys yesterday. Mm -hmm. They did not sign him. They did not sign anyone, which is a good sign. Yes. But I have a source close to the scene, I won't reveal who, and said the workout went very well, hmm. that he might have won the workout. Hmm. Now, Dallas still has to decide if they want a kicker, Yes, but I think our boy did well yesterday. So, we're all cheering for the Cowboys to double doink against the Bears. The Bears, they can have their – it'll be like, hey, it's not only us. They can also lose in heartbreaking fashion, and then our friend gets sad. I really think if they have a bad game in – two, three days, that I think we might get the the headline we always wanted oh, from McGinnis. He's had five or six workouts with teams, and they just decided against it. With how well he did yesterday, that it sounds like, and potentially Dallas getting desperate, this might be it. I, I don't want to freak out, but I am wearing my hoodie, and I have already asked him for tickets. I would like one of the blue – not the white. I really like Dallas's blue jerseys, so I will happily wear a blue 99 and celebrate when he kicks them into the playoffs. I think there's a blue Cowboys jersey under the tree for me of one Randall Cobb. Ooh. But Cobb's on a one-year deal. I'm thinking about being, hey, go and take that back. And let's go ahead and get a custom McGinnis just in case. Right, right. That. I'm ready. I mean, I'm incredibly Fire excited. Fire Jason Garrett, hire Austin McGinnis as the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't do any worse than Garrett. God, that guy stinks. Announcement number two. Announcement would you number like two. to have the floor for this I, one? I would happily uh, take the floor for this one. It's probably already public at this point. If not, this is breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Freddie Maggard is making his triumphant return to Kentucky Sports Radio. I am so excited about this. He, he went, he carried Kentucky to a 10-win season. Josh Allen, Benny <laughs> Snell, who needs him? Freddie was the heart and soul behind that run. Absolutely. Kentucky has, in, in every season that's ever been played, With if Freddie, Freddie Maggard is on the staff, they're winning 10 games. They average 10 games. He's bringing that winning <sighs> mentality back mm-hmm. to Kentucky Sports Radio where if Austin just so happens to be a Dallas Cowboy, well, we got a microphone open. We're going to slide him right in. For our guy Freddie. It'll be smoother than a Collinsworth slide <laughs> on Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's going to be absolutely beautiful to have Freddie Maggard back with us providing takes on a regular basis. And we're still working out uh, his actual responsibilities. There will yes. be a lot of writing. Right. Our hope is to have him back in a full-time seat here. Yes. And no offense to Charles and Austin who have been great, but I miss Freddie getting off topic on the football podcast. Freddie Maggard is at his best when he's talking about breakdancing, uh, rolling up cigarettes in his denim jacket, all the stories from the mountains. I'm excited to have those back on the KSR airwaves and whatever – capacity we decide on. We'd just be excited that he's at least coming back in some form. 
I'm incredibly And he excited. knows his football, but I really like Freddie's stories more. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's one of those things, too, where Adam Luck, it's been great. He isn't going anywhere. We're still doing our other podcast, 11 Personnel, which you should be subscribed to and listening to regularly. But Freddie's perspective, it's just different yeah. than the rest of ours. I mean, he, Freddie knows more. He's, he's wise. And, hell, now he's been on the staff for a year. Yeah. So I'm sure he's not going to go telling all their dirty little secrets like uh, Charles Walker has been. But we'll get some fun Citrus Bowl season stories, oh, the good ones that can be told. Yes. Maybe, maybe some funny ones, too. I'm sure that there, was, there had to have been a moment, too, where Freddie just like, like – I, I, I hope there was a moment where he was just like a goofy little child in the facility and it just came out the light. Like that'd be, I, I could see him getting well, in some precarious situations. I saw him on the field after they won the Citrus Bowl and got a big old hug, and my man was emotional. Oh, yeah. So he – See the first one and done in UK football history to go and uh, one and done achieve almost. No, it's, it's not I the big achieve, title. Yeah, it's not say, we had a couple one and dones. Shannon yeah. Dawson one and done. <laughs> yeah, I mean the positive kind. The, yeah. the guys that showed up, got it done, and said, "I've I've left my mark here. I'm ready to move on." So that that it's exciting to have him back just in time for bowl season. Which if you're looking at bowls. folks, we could be going back to Jacksonville. I know you have fond memories of Jacksonville, Charles. I do. You were. Actually, that was probably my first uh, extensive Charles Walker experience was watching you hit dingers over at Topgolf. Yeah. I'm, it was a you I'm, and I've Barker. And who, who else was it? You all had the good group. Yeah, and they're then, the golfers. And then next to him, like JoJo Kemp. And watching next to us, I watched Alex Montgomery throw a driver <laughs> farther than he hit the ball <laughs> off the third floor. Oh, that was great. JoJo. I didn't get to go to Jacksonville, so this, this could be my first tax layer bowl. Man. I was in a wedding, a the New Year's Eve wedding. Jacksonville Ooh. Landing. If During we, our first bowl game in years. Much. If we go back there, don't go to Jacksonville Landing. That place is awful. Let's is go on record right now. What do we What do we want to do? Just personal matter. Leave opponent and what it means for the program. You You feel a little. I want to go Jacks- to Jacksonville and play TPC. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. We can do that anytime. We have January 2nd is Jacksonville. Uh-huh. We have December 30th, New Year's Eve Eve, is Nashville, or you have New Year's Eve at noon in Charlotte. There's a couple That's of other cold. long shots, but yes. do you have a, a preference on any of those three? Because I assume you're going, Charles. Nick's definitely going. Yeah, I'm definitely going. This Charles, is where I'm in trouble okay. because I had already told friends I would be in Chicago for New Year's Eve, uh. So, and one of them – I told a while back because they wanted to get a plane ticket, and now those plane tickets are really expensive because I'm going to drive her up. So I had to do that pretty much. So I'm really hoping it's January 2nd, so maybe I can just uh, fly straight out of Chicago. Chicago has an airport, two of them actually. Yes, exactly, (laughs) and fly into Jacksonville, maybe bring my golf club. You might catch tea time while me and Nick are on uh, number one. Uh, I would love to. I... Just in general, prefer a Florida Bowl game over Colba. The Music City Bowl was very cold. Your last football game, Here's correct? a question. They can sell beer, though, right? Yes, either place. I think they can at any of all of the All of the bowls, yes. So Charlotte nice. or Nashville or Jacksonville. Uh, if it ends up being Charlotte and they play at noon on New Year's Eve, for one, you're skipping your Chicago trip, but two – we are having a KSR football podcast New Year's Eve bash somewhere in Charlotte. Oh. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm getting – we're, we're going to have tickets. 
we're going to have uh, top hats and uh, toast at midnight. Yes, hell those yeah. Those little glasses that have the year where you look through the two of the numbers. Oh, and what about the champagne with the circle? Yeah. What about the no, champagne? It'll be 2020. So we'll yeah. have zeros still, yeah. Buddy, we're going to do it right if it lines up where we can have a little New Year's Eve fun. All right, this is my perfect play out. You ready? Okay. It's either TPC. I mean, I just – I don't know if I can do the Charlotte. I don't know. So okay. I could, I will make the – Jacksonville game, or I'll make the Nashville game. All right, Nashville, Charlotte, it's I'm the day 50/50. before. You can still get it. You can oh, I, Nashville, Chicago, that. that's the easiest flight of all time. Or yeah. drive, whatever you want to do. I, uh, my, my big thing, though, so Nashville is convenient in that places are closer. Uh, it just, Jacksonville, very spread out. The beaches area is like 35, 40-minute drive away. And that Uber, I mean, it was like 30 bucks on the way home on New Year's Eve night. But – it's in Florida, and the ch- just being in Florida when it's 60, 70 degrees in December is nice. I yeah. enjoy it, and I think I think you probably you probably get a bigger spotlight Gator Bowl Saturday when no, no other football is happening, and it's after. All the right, New now Year's you're six. talking me into Jacksonville. It was running third for me. It, it was third place on my list of where I wanted to go. Just a long drive, because you know me, and Matt, 10, Ryan are piling hours? in. You're gonna go. You'll, you'll from, fly down yeah. early. Yeah, that'd be rough. And yeah. it, we're already a little worn out. Uh, give me, give me some Nashville. Well, so and what day is the basketball game? The, the and it always New Year's Saturday Eve? the 29th, I believe. That was close. Yeah, Saturday the 29th. It's the one downer is I'd rather. Well, I guess I can I can find some UK fans in Jacksonville. Or you could already be in Nashville, go to Tin Roof and watch it with Fleener and all the Nashville UK Ooh, fans. Man. Look at me just changing your See, mind. See, here's here's the thing. Either way, we're having a yes. good time at the bowl game. Like, I think all outcomes are going to be awesome. And also, the opponents that they brought up, Iowa and Indiana, I really like those, especially Indiana. You just kick the crap out of those candy cane-wearing fools. Uh, and then Iowa, you get the Mark Stoops alma mater revenge game. Yeah. That's and awesome. Can I play deviled egg, egg vicate? I always have a I – <laughs> I try to flip it up and I always mess it up. Deviled egg vicate. Indiana fans. I don't want to be in the same city as them ever. I don't like them. I would love the That's UK-Indiana rivalry in football. Kind of brings back the basketball rivalry miss. And, and but I don't, want to sh- I don't want to share a city with those fools. We would beat the absolute crap out of Indiana. So, like, that, you know, like that, that, that would I make I guess it we fun. could brag. Because, like, ooh, you have a pass offense? Well, look at our secondary. Come get some, Hoosiers. That would be fun. It, also, Indiana figuring out our offense in a month. Very difficult. Whereas at least Iowa, they got a really good run defense. Brett McMurphy throughout Wisconsin, that would be the toughest team you would play. Trying to beat that team, not easy. Yeah. So I either I, way, it's whatever they wherever they go, whoever they play, it's looking like it'll be a good matchup in a big game. Yes, yes. So all that aside, let's go back to laughing at Louisville, shall yes. we? Mm-hmm. My uh, favorite thing. So one person uh, has gotten a lot of. Uh, He's had a lot of people pile on him. I'm not talking about the sheriff. I'm talking about one former UK wide receiver commitment from the city of Louisville who decided to become a Louisville Cardinal. He uh, he had a tweet before the game about like can't wait to go to Lexington and watch the Cards get this W. And pretty much every single UK commit. <laughs> Has reminded him who won that game since then. Uh, yeah, that's that's an old takes exposed uh, tweet there. Yeah, I enjoy that. And even our our, our friend Vince Marrow, he had a very good, very good uh, quote after the game. 
He said, you can do a lot of recruiting. You can do a lot of talking. Eventually, you've got to play this game. Vince Merrow. Big dog don't mess around. I watched both sides play the game on Saturday, and Vince's side looked to be about 100 times better. So he can say that and whatever he wants right now because he owns that school across the way. Oh, man. And, like, just some of the lines they had after the game. You had uh, Wayne and Young, you know. We play for the state, not mm-hmm. the city. Oh, just rubbing it in their face. And nice. Stenberg just, like, casually, like, can't really ask for a better one. Just going out and whooping Wobble's ass, running it down their throat. Is that what he said? Yeah. And I mean, this, this wasn't a good quote of uh, mocking Louisville. But after the game, I think Lynn Bowden pretty much said goodbye to Lexington when he went to midfield and had his took a little knee there and yeah. soaked it in. Not that there was any chance he was coming back, but I think that was an official goodbye, everyone. Yeah. I hope you all enjoyed it while you did because Lynn Bowden savaged the season, which – Begs me to ask the question, who got Mark Stoops more money? Lynn Bowden or Austin McGinnis? Austin McGinnis, not even close. Okay. This year doesn't happen. We are coached by someone else That's this true. year That's true. without Austin McGinnis. Okay. Uh, Lynn Bowden doesn't exist without Austin McGinnis, at least at Kentucky. All right. Now, here's the other question. Eddie Grand, who's going to make more money? For Eddie Grant, Lynn Bowden, or Austin McGinnis? Lynn Bowden. What Eddie Grant has done, not just this year, what is it, three times he's had a playbook. <laughs> yeah. People have gotten hurt, and he's like, yeah. well, we're going to start from scratch midway through the season. And, it, and he's done well every time. I know we have our complaints. I've yelled my share of four-letter words at the TV over decisions he's made. Correct. But that's part of being a fan and part of being an offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator is always going to get blamed. Overall, I think he's done a phenomenal job. And uh, was this the last year we've seen him? Uh, I, I, I tend to think that he's got one more in him. Even though there were some jobs that came open, I think his name might get floated around there for USF. Mm-hmm. Um, Saw that one. Uh, the Ole Miss one, I, I – They're not going to hire it again. Yeah. No. They, they, That's too big of a job to go get UK's offensive coordinator. Yeah, especially – I mean, like, I think Grant's well-respected and he's previously coached there, but – I think the big name in that one is the the guy that's at uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, I forget his name, but that one's come up a lot. Also, shout out to Mike Norvell. He can just pick wherever he wants to coach next, between Florida State, Ole Miss. Like, his name comes up in all of those jobs. So, he can name his price and pretty much go wherever. Let's hope it's not Missouri because I'm bummed Barry Odom is gone. Yeah. Was was it five in a row against him? Yep. You like having your opponent. And I consider them a rival now, being in the East. We're kind of in the same playing field, same level. I like having a guy that I know we can beat every year. Derek we're, Mason. We're, he's, yeah. he's hanging around at Vanderbilt. It's good to beat up on him. Muschamp, I feel the same way about him, even though they got it at Kentucky this year. Yep. I like having these guys that aren't good coaches. When you open it up, you never know. They could go out and find a James Franklin like Vandy did a couple years ago. We're, we're rolling the dice with but Missouri's coaching I, search. I will say, though, the chances of Missouri finding a James Franklin versus finding somebody worse, <laughs> I think it's a lot better chances that they're going to get somewhere in the ladder. It'd be terrible and for they four are five losing years. Everyone. everyone. So even if a coach is interested in that gig, sure. you're going to look at that roster and be like, eh. Complete rebuild. <laughs> this is going to take me a while. So that's fun to think about. Ole Miss, we got Ole Miss in two years? No, it's not for Next free. year we go to Auburn. Yeah, that is definitely a KSR is, football podcast whoa, road trip. I'm in. Yeah, we're going to have to get an Airbnb, too, for that. Because there's I'll no hotels. And I hear there's a lake nearby that everybody goes to. So, I actually stayed in a condo next to the stadium 
that's decked out for football. I've stayed during a basketball trip, but I see what it's like during football. Like this whole building is nothing but, you know, rich people have these places. And oh, hell yeah. For seven weekends out of the year, they live in it. That's what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I was surprised to hear about Odom getting fired. I thought they were going to be like, all right, this year, it was a weird year. We're going to give you a pass. Kind of like how – Especially South, being a Mizzou guy. Yeah. In, in South Carolina, they gave Muschamp a pass for the crazy schedule. Um, but they did not give Matt Luke a pass at all just for the dog pissing incident. Which, has there ever been a more hilarious way to end a game than what <laughs> happened in the Egg Bowl Thursday night? That was pitiful. And, well – I mean, what was more pitiful is that same guy earlier in the game caught yeah. a punt and then fair caught it when he already had the ball in his hands. <laughs> I saw a tweet oh, that, that is said, is this the dumbest play ever or something like that? Well, so About number eight. Hour later. <laughs> no, this is the dumbest play. And He got Matt Luke fired. And what also is great, too, is that just that game was the most egg bowl just – yeah. It was so egg ball. It was so on brand. The ridiculousness back and forth. The fighting. Oh, and then the thing was, too, is that, like, Matt Luke, John Reese Plumley, the run and gun guy that runs the Rich Rod offense, he, he, like, put him in a position to win. And then the final two possessions, they take him out and put in Matt Corral. I didn't like, get that at all. It made what? no sense at all. None. Almost about as much sense as Joe Moorhead put in KT on Thompson. Katon Thompson. The guy who had this mysterious injury after he lost the starting job and was in the transfer portal, they put it in the backup quarterback in at wide receiver for like a couple plays. It was absolute mayhem. But Ole Miss was going to force overtime until the dog pee incident. And really, Ole Miss was kind of controlling that game the whole time. Yeah, it was really on the very I first drive. The they, yeah. Uh, he 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 knew it was missed well, as soon as he if, kicked at it. At least the kicker, though, he got bailed out by the the penalty. Like everybody's blaming Elijah yeah. Moore. That's on what it. I mean. Put him in a bad spot. I'm like, hey man, I'm not supposed to be kicking from back here. <laughs> You're dumbass trying to pee on invisible people up here. Oh me back. my goodness, I was, it was just too funny. Almost as funny as giving up more rushing yards than UT Martin. <laughs> oh. Is serious question? Is UT Martin better than Louisville? Many people are saying. <laughs> I mean, they both had seven wins. I got eyeballs. Uh, I watched uh, them play back-to-back weeks. It's uh, close. It's a debate. What's the guy that's at the lemonade stand where he's like, prove me otherwise? Yeah, uh, change my mind. Change my mind. Cha- UT Just Martin is better than Louisville. Change my mind. Also, uh, I, I really enjoyed all of Lynn Bowden just calling touchdowns. <laughs> like, he did it like three or four times. <laughs> it didn't work. Not every time, but when it does work, though, it's pretty awesome. How far did Chris Rodriguez run after he gave the touchdown signal? 59 yards. 59 yards. So the and first he, yard, Bowden didn't know. No, that because that was behind the line of scrimmage, so that wasn't even a yard that he didn't know. He called it before he got to the line of scrimmage. And, and also, Bowden should have done that for the Cavassier Smoke touchdown or else Smoke gets in the end zone. I think he got in his way to try to lay he, some blocks. He blocked him a little bit. I think he blocked him a little bit. Uh, Bowden even said that he told Rodriguez in the huddle, this is a touchdown. He said, they're too focused on me. You're about to score. Oh, man. That's How many awesome. times last year, though, do you think Lynn said, I'm taking this punt to the house? <laughs> I mean, he did do it. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. did he do it every time he got out there? I mean, that's the attitude you want. Hey, confidence. Did you call your fair catch before you went out there every time? Well, yeah. When I'd look over and Dean Hood would say, we're in punt safe, so you have zero blockers. I'm like, well, this is a fair catch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dying over this. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Speaking of special teams, Matt Ruffalo set the tone. The spicy Italiano meatball. It, it ended up not mattering, but in that first half. It was big in that first half. Man, <laughs> and, and I think you saw it juice up the sideline a little bit. It you definitely saw juiced up the stadium. Louisville on their first, was it the – what? Ki- I mean, they were kicking it out of bounds on kickoffs. They are having terrible punts. Was that the same kicker that missed the extra point and then he goes on the kickoff and has just – Ooh, I think it was. Pitiful it was terrible. To kick off. It was absolutely horrendous. So, yeah. I mean, special teams, I think you, if you just see what it does for the sideline, I think it did juice it up. It didn't end up mattering at all. But if Louisville gets a couple more big plays, it may have. Yeah. And I, I thought that was important going into the, the game that special teams played a significant role. Absolutely. We won at all three aspects of the game by a lot. So. We won more than three aspects. We won the trash talk. Yeah, won four, that. Five, uh, all right, seven. We've won the post-game recruiting. celebration. Recruiting. Yeah, so six phases. Well, six phases. Oh, and we win it with celebrities at the game, too. So seven phases. Kevin Richardson was in the house. Sitting, he came to the pre- – sitting right where you're sitting yeah. right now, Mr. Richardson. How, how – okay. That was pretty cool. That was very cool. I fanboyed for sure. No, not ashamed whatsoever. Like, and I think what was even cooler is that, like, of all of the quote-unquote celebrity fans, like, he's like a huge UK football fan. He lo- Dude, I'd see him at, like, a lot of our practices. A lot. <laughs> it's not just that he's – like, he knows it. He was talking about recruits that I haven't even heard of. He said he recognized my voice because he watches the player interview videos yeah. on YouTube. They have like 250 hits on him. He's one of those 250 hits. When he said hits. that, I was like, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, like that. I, mean, I mean this in the most humble way possible, but he threw me for a huge curveball when he first got here. And I'm ready to freak out over him, and he's freaking out over us like, I listen to you every morning. And I'm like, you're <laughs> was, a Backstreet Boy. I listen to you. <laughs> that was my first concert, the Millennium Tour yeah. at Rupp Arena. But for him to sit here on the pregame <laughs> show, like, that is and wild. for those that didn't get to hear it, he's the real deal kind of fan. He's not the type to wave and just make sure BBN knows he's here. He was talking about how he's, he has Felix Wilson's autograph and how much it means. To, Felix Wilson played in, like, the early 80s. I haven't. Late 80s. I have never heard the name Felix Wilson before in my life. I only know him. He was a big receiver, but his son played basketball against uh, UK and Rupp just a couple weeks ago. So I did my Felix Felix Wilson research before that game. But to hear Kevin Richardson, who's not just kind of a celebrity. I mean, that's like global. That's like people oh. pass out when you walk in the room. Yeah. He, For him to be freaking out over having <laughs> Felix Wilson's <laughs> autograph tells me he is a – He's more of a fan than 90% of the fans. I mean, and I enjoyed, too, that he's a football guy. He, he, he told a story on the pregame show about how his county – well, I forget what county. He was in Lee County. He was in Lee County, and they didn't have football. So he would take the bus to the Estill County border so he could go play football for Estill County. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I was blown away by that pregame show. That was, that was awesome. He, um, he, if he weren't a Backstreet Boy – He'd be the fan where you're like, wow, that fan might be even into it a little too much. He would might tweet at us all the time. He'd <laughs> like, show up at the pregame show like yeah. two hours before, he, and you're like, dude, it's 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. like, give us a break here. He, he is into it. That was very neat to it see. Was, it was awesome. And the uh, the atmosphere, it was freaking electric at KS Bar. It was so electric that I was like, I can't go after the game or else I'm not leaving until like 2 a.m. It was one of those. 
It was electric at Kroger Field. I didn't do are that. You, are you playing? Some, I, I want it that, that way is now on the speakers at KSR. I, and I really didn't do that. I don't <laughs> know how that singing along. <laughs> That's weird. That's whew, okay. kind of cool. spooky. All right. That the government's me, that always listening. They are. <laughs> um, all right. Big picture. Kentucky beats Louisville for the second straight season. I think, A, it's incredibly significant in that it sets the tone in the Scott Satterfield era. Absolutely. Like, this is Kentucky's game to win. And just from a Jimmy's and Joe's perspective, Kentucky's going to dominate this for at least two more years because they're not – I mean, they don't have anybody in the trenches. You just don't go get those guys. Yeah, let's not get too ahead of ourselves because we do have a bowl game. We, we're still, we still have this team, but next year we're going to be damn good. Holy sh- We'll save that for another podcast. Yes, yes, but yeah, I mean, because we could go you, on. You could you, name every position. You lose Lynn <laughs> Bowden. Going to be better. You lose T.J. Carter, Calvin Taylor, and Cash Daniel. And you redshirted all of your <laughs> your freshmen. entire freshman class, guys that like J.J. Weaver would be their star defensive player next year, and now he's I mean he's going to be running with the twos. I mean, Jamin Lynn. Davis had a great game again. Dude, Jamin Davis is a freaking stud, and folks. I don't know this to be true. I don't have any sources. This is me just reading between the lines. I don't think Xavier Peters is going to be here because I think the guys are just in front of him. I, I've heard a like, little whisper of that. And, I mean, if he wants to stay good, but if he leaves, also good. I didn't like the way Stoops talked about him when he was saying can't get him to show up on time. That yeah. really is all I need to hear. Not just pe- anyone. Like, if you're not taking it seriously, yeah, let th- someone in who will. And then his position is loaded. Yeah, and I, I think what happened is they, they, start, they were playing twos instead of him because he wasn't doing things the right way. They were. And you'll get left behind quickly. And those guys, they were ranked just as high as Xavier Peters was in high school. They were yeah. both four-star guys. And the sack leaders that were Josh Allen and Calvin Taylor, they didn't have any stars. <laughs> J.J. Weaver has more stars on his six-fingered <laughs> left, right hand than they had on 20 fingers. So the future is incredibly bright. That pass defense this year. What about the secondary? My goodness. <laughs> you get Devontae Robinson? I mean, like. <laughs> no, is your whole secondary, secondary back. You're adding the guy that was supposed to be the star this year. <laughs> yeah. And you're getting, <laughs> and uh, you're getting a new boss corner. man fat who yeah. is a top 50 player <laughs> in high school. Andy. Oh, boss man, fat. That's that's my guy. Oh, I mean, One day on an uncensored podcast, I'll reveal my boss man, fat DMs. Um, I mean, boss, we, we are boys now. Boss man, fat. What? He's a, he's a, and maybe he's some a, other DMs. I hope he is so good, <laughs> so we can get some like, like think of the Louisville diss tracks that we're gonna get. Like just, I want to be featured on one. Just an L's down. Like, oh man, it's gonna be glorious. Should he bring out the heavy hitter? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Bring out. The, bring them all out. I want to revisit what got us spiraling looking ahead to next year. Louisville fans, I have friends who are Louisville fans, not many of them, like two, but they're fine. Yeah. I've got more. I need to do better picking my friends. Yeah, well, my friends, and bless their hearts, they were very excited for this Governor's Cup after Louisville won seven games. And I saw, I followed them on social media. They're all about, we're back. Scott Scott and his tots turned this around so quickly. And then I just watched what happened up front with those two teams, and Louisville will not beat UK for a long time. Unless, you know, they bring in a bunch of transfers that can, are ready to go immediately. They're just not built for a team that's going to make a big jump anytime soon. Recruiting classes aren't great. Outside of the couple guys we mentioned earlier in the show, Atwell and the Tutu and uh, Hawkins, 
I didn't see much that scares me. So I think this will be a third win next year in a rivalry that hadn't even had two in a row in a long time. Yeah. Might get a little streak going here. I we got a couple streaks. And, and, and I think it's just important to have like you don't want any narratives out there when Kentucky, as much as people say, like the there's like a the state of Kentucky doesn't produce a lot of talent. Well, now it's producing a handful like five four star prospects every single year. Yep. And they're in the trenches. And look who was on that offensive line leading the way. It was an all American high school all American Drake Jackson from Kentucky, high school all American Logan Stem or excuse me Landon Young from the state of Kentucky. Locking those guys down is important. To have that out there, like like John Young, for example, he's he's in the city of Louisville. His girlfriend's going to be like an All American swimmer at UVL. His dad, his parents went to Louisville, and he's coming to Kentucky. He had every reason imaginable to go to Louisville. But it's he's going to Kentucky because if you're in the state of Kentucky, this is the place to be, and it's that's the narrative that's going to be out there now because Kentucky. You could call last year a fluke, and you can blame it on Petrino. You can't do that anymore. And what I like about it, too, is they're doing it, and they're talking smack about it. And do you want to go to the fun program that's L's down in, or do you want to go play for the dork who's complaining about it with his little glasses on who doesn't want anybody talking trash in the week leading, leading up to it? This is the fun team to play for. This is the best we're, we're team to daddy. play for. We're daddy. And we're playing in the big boy conference where it isn't Clemson and a bunch of dudes. <laughs> If I'm a recruit, and I know coming from me being a Louisville hater, and this might you know be a little skewed here, but I'm dead serious. If I'm a recruit, and I saw Scott Satterfield crying about that hand signal, I'm like, what kind of weak-ass program are they running <laughs> over? I don't want to go be part of that. Seriously, that's I so see weak. Stoops and everybody with cigars, and I know they won the game. It's easier to be the cool program when you win. But I just see swagger on this side. You put your little L down <laughs> on the other side. I, I would not want to go play for that soft ass coaching program oh, right now. Oh man, that's a. I, I enjoy your Scott Satterfield impression, Drew. It's pretty oh. good. Yeah, it's all. It's like he had a little list and he was reading them off. He was like, oh, uh, number twenty-two. Uh, he definitely did it down well, here in the end zone. Uh, number twenty-four. He did it coming out of the tunnel. That's what he was doing. He was writing down names, not calling plays. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> adjusting your defense. I was getting torched. Oh man, in. Oh, I forgot of the best thing I saw all day. Oh, what was the best thing you Damn. saw all day? I already told you this, Nick, when it happened. But at halftime, I went down to get a hot dog. <laughs> I'm a big hot dog guy. Media room food wasn't really hitting the spot. I it was, thought It was hash brown casserole. I was like, I'm going to go brave the elements in the halftime concourse, uh, half concourse and give me a hot dog. Coming back up, I'm a little late. I'm in the elevator with a, uh, a Louisville administrator, we'll you, say. You can, no, name drop that dude. He's a chump. What's his, I really don't know. Rocco? Ro Rocco, yeah. Rocco, what's his? I don't know. He's like something the SID. He was Tom Jurich is like, oh, they're saying something bad about me. Go yeah. get him, Rocco. Yeah. He, that he was, is, he was, he he was there. not a fan he of me. He was their strong arm guy. He, he like calls people and like cusses at him for like tweeting something bad. Well, he definitely cusses because that's where I'm going with it. When I walked in, it was me and him in the elevator. He does not like me. I gave him a little smile. Don't have to say anything. I know you don't like me. I'm giving you a smile. On the TV above us, in the elevator, on our 25-second ride to the top floor, Lydon Bowden goes for 60, 60 yards, and he was just shouting F-words at this elevator TV <laughs> with this poor little elevator attendant in there. How can we not? All they do is F and run. We can't F and stop anybody. All they do is F and run. And that was the most fun I've had <laughs> going from ground level to the fifth floor in my entire oh, life. Man. I mean, what a psycho to do that in an elevator with a poor uh, – 
attendant just sitting there like, okay. It couldn't have been a better play for me to be in there. We were yeah. in the elevator for one play, and it was that first <laughs> touchdown in the second half where Lynn ran oh, around everybody, oh, and it felt so good to sit there. He has a little Louisville shirt on and just shouting at the elevator t television. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's just wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. I, when you told me that story, it just – I gave him a little extra grin on the way out. It gave me so much joy. Good luck. Louisville misery just gives me joy. And, and see, and I think that's a big part of the fun that we're having today. Let's do two more hours. So, and, and I think it's very important that the reason why moving this game to the end of the year is significant is because it has a good way of indicating how your season was played. Jared used to say it all the time, but that first game, you could lose to Louisville, and your season is kind of – Screwed from that point forward because then you, you can only get three wins in the non-conference and you're pulling teeth to get three more in the SEC to become bowl eligible. This one, at the end of the season, A, you're riding high on momentum, but also beating a rival at the end of the year for Kentucky fans, now we don't have to look back and think about all the wins that got away. We don't have to think about that Tennessee game. We don't have to think about that Florida game. This is officially, in hindsight, when you look at this down the road, we're going to call this a good season because even though the injuries happened and you lost a couple of games on big plays, you still took care of business against Louisville, you beat the crap out of them, and you won seven football games. Outside of the minor complaints here and there, obviously we won one more yard against Tennessee, mm -hmm. could have beaten Florida. You get a chip shot field goal. If yeah. you want to play that game be miserable, that's on you. But as a whole, if you're down on the way this season went after the hand they were dealt with Terry Wilson being out, Devontae Robinson being out, you're a crazy person because the way they fought back and finished the way they did and put the stamp on it by kicking Louisville's ass, going to a good bowl game. Oh, man. We, yeah, that's we aren't thing. that far removed from just begging to go to any bowl game. It's in, yep. in, in this four-year stretch, you're going to have beaten Louisville three times out of those four years. The first one got you to the Gator Bowl with the 7-1 season. You might be going back, too, thanks to the uh, poor year from the SEC and just the bowls that are available. And this senior class won more games in a four-game stretch than any team since the 1950s. I think it was like the 50, early 50s, that four-year run, yeah. is the only thing that compares to the last four-year run. I believe it's 31 wins yes, for the senior 31. class. Yes, 31. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm just – I'm happy. And, I mean, especially, too, for us, like – Things are just so much more fun when we like my mentions have been glorious. I I tweeted out the video of Josh Allen throwing L's down at least four times on Sunday. <laughs> I'm gonna scatter it in throughout the week because it's just my favorite, just in slow motion too. I mean, he's getting ready to go. He he went and set a new franchise rookie record for sacks, and on the same day, he's just like happy that we're kicking the cards' ass. Gotta love it. It makes me happy. It's a great time to be alive. How happy were you to see Benny get his first touchdown, Chuck? Awesome. I wish it was longer, but it's kind of like Benny Ball. You know, he got in a big old crowd and then just – Pop free. But yeah, if, if it had been longer, out. you wouldn't have gotten that tight shot of his mouthpiece. That's Even true. Even though everyone in Kentucky already knew about that mouthpiece. The fidget mouthpiece, spinner. That blew up the, oh, the yeah. NFL audience. The yeah. NFL Twitter really enjoyed the mouthpiece because, you know, they're late to the game. But you know what? We don't have to hate. Just come join the bandwagon. Join the party. Uh Lonnie Johnson, they got a big win against the Pats. He played well. He, did. he even made a mistake late in the game for me to hit my bet. Uh, you had the over? I had uh, Brady going over one and a half touchdown passes, and Lonnie got beat on a meaningless drive there at the end yeah. for, to mm -hmm. cash my ticket, too. So thank you, Lonnie, for that. There, I know, I, there were a lot of people, too, that probably went to sleep 
and thinking the over had no chance. And the Patriots oh. got some late touchdowns. Oh, which, by the way, so I do – I have a little side hustle where I write for a gambling website, kind of like what you do for action. It's called Bet America. And I was looking. There was one game where the Saints only covered by one. I'm like, how was it this close? The Falcons recovered two onside kicks? Yep. This was while all the Egg Bowl <laughs> stuff was happening, so I wasn't paying any attention. They were down by like three scores with five minutes to play. They recovered back-to-back onside kicks. How do you do that, Saints? How? Uh, I would. I'd like to see the odds on getting back-to-back. I, they, there's been kicks. like two onside kicks recovered the entire NFL season. The Patriots had a beautiful one last night. Oh, see that? Bolden should have had it. I've oh, never seen see a better kick yeah, on an onside. Perfect. This is when they had cut it to six. Yeah. Oh, they Forty had a seconds to get it back. This kicker. I mean, it bounced it up right over the top of all the Texans, and then the dude just couldn't crowd. Oh, it. man. But, you know, Titans are going to the Super Bowl, so there's that. There's that. Um, but we got some snow football. This weekend we got conference championships, and really the SEC one's the only one that matters. Um, what are you going to do with your Saturday, not having to drive to Lexington or Athens oh, I'm pretty or Columbia? We're, I'm going to watch uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, Harley Newer. Uh, and then I think I think my, my buddy was texting me. It's his birthday. He wants to go to the casino. So. Ooh, a little yeah. casino. I might get a little casino action going on. Uh, but either way, I'm just – it's kind of weird. I, like today I'm in Lexington. But uh, coming back for the state championships, going to watch uh, Trinity Mail rematch Sunday. That'll be a big game. That'll be a big game. Isaiah Cummings in action. Um, Who also got a visit yesterday from the staff. Yes, got a visit. Um, he's playing in the big game. The uh, – <clears throat> Even though I, it's, it's awfully hard to beat Bob Beatty twice. Well, I checked out once we'll Madisonville see. lost by 79 points at mm. Johnson Central. Yeah, so you can team, have your high school playoffs. My team took a, took a tough L to the Colts. Damn the Colts. So DeSales and Pelfrey, they didn't cross the 30-yard line in regulation. Neither team did. Mm. <laughs> it's not good. It was the 0-0 Frank Beamer meme. <laughs> they went into overtime, ended up losing in double OT on fourth and one. The other team scored. <clears throat> they call a timeout to ice the kicker. Belfry says, screw it, we're going for two, and they get the two-point conversion. Oh, Tough weekend man. to be yeah. a Colt. Yeah, but you know what? All my other teams won. The Cats kicked the cards ass. That was so much fun. Is there anything we missed from the fun day? I mean, Lynn Bowden averaged a first down every time he touched the ball. <laughs> yeah, there's so many stats that are just crazy when you say them out loud. Like, Lynn Bowden in seven games has as many yards as, like, all these yeah, rushing his, leaders. His, his yards per <laughs> game is higher than all the rushing leaders in college yeah, football. We could do a whole show just reading the, no- so the game notes. I was, I, I was starting on a post of, like, all right, so behind the scenes, UK, they send out, uh, UK's media relations staff, they send out some notes and quotes after each game to kind of make our lives easier. So, like, some of the uh, stats that Drew shares on his Monday morning things to know that you should be reading each Monday, some of those, UK, it's like, here, here's a good stat to pass along. Mm-hmm. They sent out an entire press release of just Governor's Cup records that were broken by <laughs> Kentucky on Saturday. There were so many. I was like – Separate email. Yeah. Tony Neely working hard. A completely separate email. So, I, I'm going to make a post of all the stats and records and everything that happened in that game. But I, I just didn't have enough time. There were so many. My favorite stat, though, from the Governor's Cup, just prepare to laugh at this one, Chuck. Okay. Kentucky scored 45 points in 42 plays. <laughs> I, I saw you tweet and that. They and <laughs> they only threw two passes. And one of them was a flea flicker. And, oh, my goodness, if that would have worked. <laughs> oh, I, I would. They, they, well, they already cried. I, 
they might have just canceled the rivalry. They would have been so upset. They, they would have taken their – they would have just gone home and said, you can keep the Governor's Cup. We're never coming back, ever. I wanted that to connect. But looking back, it was kind of like, hey, you can't stop us running so we're going to do you a favor and at least try to throw one deep. Maybe yep. you can get a stop. Oh, man. It was so much fun. And we've got – we're going to have much more to talk about when we do this in the weeks to come. Uh, yeah, what is our plan? We, we haven't planned it out. Let's plan it on the air. Let's produce. Well, KSR loves to produce on air. I think, we're, I think we'll bring Freddie back and do one next week. Okay. Talk about the bowl situation. Yeah, because we'll know exactly where we're going. And then there's going to be a signing day. Signing day is, let me pull out my handy dandy trusted calendar. December 8th through 10th. It's December 18th. Or 18th through 20th. Yes, so that is. So we'll have to do a, a pre-signing day one. Um going into that so yeah we're, we'll keep this thing rolling we'll keep it on All a weekly right. basis um because of the way the calendar is. it's a little bit later last year we took a little bit more of a break but we'll keep this thing rolling and i think next week too will give us an opportunity to talk at length about players we were excited about later in the like jamin davis had a great game jordan wright really came on so we can kind of get into to mix it up freddie i'm sure he'll have some thoughts to share um and it's just it's going to be fun over the next month and I, I'm, I just want to thank Louisville for thinking that they were good at football. Because this wouldn't have been as fun. We knew when this happened <clears throat> at the beginning of the summer, TJ, the guy I do radio with, and Trevor, the producer I do radio with, TJ made a bet. He gave him 15 and a half points on this game. 15 and a half, which... What about Vegas giving three? Forget, only three? <laughs> but he gave him 15 and a half points, and he didn't. He could have doubled it, and they still would have beat it. But Louisville fans, they talked themselves into thinking that they had a good football team. And for the last two weeks, we got to hear them talk about how great Tutu Atwell is, the great Mikhail Cunningham, and Javion Hawkins. You know what? Sure, you can have four players. We got 22. I don't even give them four. And we are stomping on your faces. All gas, no brakes, all freaking day. And it ain't in any time soon. L's down. All damn day. Hey, he, put, he put his little finger down. Oh, you should have seen. Oh, he put my little L down. Go cats. Go Krogering. And peep the technique.